everyone. I'm Jay Friesen. And I'm his wife, Molly. And you're listening to Too Busy to Flush. You know, I was listening to some podcasts not too long ago, mm-hmm. and they always say their tagline after they do the introduction. Should, we don't have a tagline. Yeah, we do. It's the one on, oh. on Instagram, like the slightly oh, yeah. irreverent. We're slightly irreverent. The slightly irreverent couples co- podcast that talks about anything and everything. Uh Oh, I think it's something like a slightly irreverent podcast on faith, family, food, fun, and marriage. Yeah. Something like that. Only why do you have to artificially lower your voice to do it? Because <clears throat> I'm just being silly. Okay. I had a... There you uh, go. You got it, though. That's it. I had an audition. Or not an audition. I had a guy reach out to me about narrating his short film. For free? No. He said what I would charge for it. Oh, he asked what you would charge for it? What would you charge for it? Yeah. For it? Yeah. Would you we charge could set for up it? a Skype directing session. I don't know. Oh. That's cool. You actually said when you were telling me about it before, you said an indie film. And indie, I thought you said yeah. an Indian film. And yeah. I was like, I feel like there's probably a lot of Indians who would be willing to do that with an Indian accent. Yeah, for really cheap. <laughs> I think on Fiverr or something. Anyway. Upwork. Um, get them for like $1. $1 a line. No, that's cool. Is it gas station? You can pay for my new Goodwill habit. I'm already planning my third trip back to Goodwill in two weeks. Let's make sure I get this budget done for the month. I can do that when I go to bed. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Well, it depends on if I if he likes me. Like, I could get into the audition, and he's like, "We've done. We've been here for an hour, and I don't like any of your takes." Oh, that's then true. I get fired. It's not that you get fired; you just don't get hired. No, which is funny because I'm not actually trying to get any voice acting jobs right now because I never got hired. <laughs> well, you reached out to me. I had no idea how he found me. I took my website mm-hmm. down. Oh, funny. Yeah, I, I don't know. People are people are strange like that. Um, they are strange. So speaking of other things that you used to do, we spent a large portion of our week, well, not a large, a portion of our week, interviewing people for a virtual missions conference yes. at our church. And rather than you being all like intense and whatnot, you set up your iPhone on a tripod and we're like, okay, I'm recording. No I microphones. Don't, I, I don't have any. I don't have any other options. I, I realize don't have any that, stuff. but you were like the iPhone's going to be perfectly adequate. You have what? It is. What number I just do don't you have? Really care. The eleven Pro. See, that's the thing, though. It's you do actually care because you spent what ten hours producing a ten-minute video. That's like like I used to plan three to depending on the complexity, like three to six hours per finished minute of video. So that's actually a pretty good rate. Yeah, so you average probably one hour per finished minute. Mm -hmm. Um, What what motivated you to say yes when I asked if you would do it? So I had this idea for the background. I'm getting paid by the church. No, you're not. To do the media stuff. Yeah, I am. (laughs) It's my job. You're gonna charge him for the for the video production. It just, I get, I charge the same salary every single month, regardless of how much I work. Oh, well, I thought this was like volunteer because of the missions committee. It's all fungible in my book. Okay. That's my problem. Like anything related to the church becomes fungible. It's like, well, it's kind of sort of loosely. Oh, I thought you were going to have a much more beautiful, godly answer. What motivated, (laughs) well, creatively, what motivated me is I started finding this really great footage and then. Well, but that it's, was that was after the fact. Before the fact, when I was like, "Hey, so I'm thinking of 
since we can't do a real missions conference and last weekend would have been our annual missions conference that we're very involved in anyway. Right. You know, Hey, I'm thinking of recording some videos and putting them out as a stand in. So at least as we go to do our fundraising at the end of this month, people have some sort of missions experience. Plus we have a team of people who spent two weeks almost, I think in Bangladesh or 10 days Mm -hmm. or something this spring and this was going to be their opportunity to tell their stories and then that wasn't happening so i had this great idea or at least i thought it was a great idea and first i had to ask if you would do it because you're the you know i i have the ideas and i'm the the what is it called mastermind the the mastermind the planner i come up with ideas but i'm not great at executing things Um, i'm really good at executing things so so we make a good pair in that regard but um but was there anything other than like, well, I'll do what my wife says that made you say yes to start with? Well, if I didn't do it, nothing was going to happen. There was there was that. Um, and obviously missions is highly, is very important and a value to me um, as well as the church. Um, you know, I, I wish it could be more godly than that. I wish I had like some driving, like, oh, I feel like it's my calling. Mm, I gotta make videos and share the world with Jesus and movies. And no, um, that was that was your vision ten years ago. Ten years ago, and it didn't work. Uh, no, so I, if I didn't do it, it wasn't gonna get done. And if I do something, I want it to be done well because my name is on it. I don't want. Except anything. it's not on this. I mean, no, except by word of mouth. Tacitly, everybody knows I'm the only one at Rocky that makes videos. That's so it's true. like if, if a video comes out, it's going to be you did it. You did it. Um, I I don't even think there's anybody that even at church that even wants to do videos. No. So no. there's that. I mean, people um, would do would do like an iMovie thing for fun of like their family or a right. vacation. I think. But yeah, I. <clears throat> what made me say yes? Well, it's I'm part of the missions committee it's important to me it's valuable to me and i want to present it well because i want people to continue supporting it cool yeah good i like doing stuff like that with you because i feel like we make a good team oh yeah you're brilliant to work with i love it (laughs) except this is how you you guys you totally know how i work though because you're like oh now we have an hour of footage of this one family of this one couple and you're not gonna spend a minute combing through it (laughs) no you're not (laughs) i mean i could i could but you're so good at going through it (laughs) what i need the reason it works for us is because what i need is you give me a really good blueprint you say here's what I'm thinking structurally, but here's the content I want you to focus on. And so if I can focus on that, then I don't have to worry about, then the 45 minutes isn't so daunting because I'm going to throw out 90% of it because it's not going to be the content that we're looking for. That's true. Um, But you still got to go through it because there's funny moments in there. There's everything else. Oh my gosh. So this couple, that's going to be the long one for you to interview or to edit. (laughs) Two of my favorite moments. Like They're the, two of my favorite people. And one of, and the guy that we filmed, I spent a month and a half with in Bangladesh making a full-fledged documentary. He was the director on it. So I I understand how he thinks. Um, and But he's really funny. Like, just his manners. I just totally cracked up, though, the, when he, he goes on this long history, including dates of the history of our church's work with the our church partners in Bangladesh and then 
I turned to his wife to ask her a question, and she's like, well, I have a slightly different recollection of some of the dates than you do. And he just kind of casually is like, well, maybe you were right. And she's like, because it's all pinned very precisely to when my daughter died. Like, their daughter <laughs> died, the like, right. what, 12 hours after he landed in Bangladesh mm-hmm. for his second trip there? What was the first trip? I, I think I, it was the first trip. It, it, could it first or second anyway yeah. and those were probably both in the same year right but um and he was like oh yeah uh-huh yeah and like she knows what year her daughter died because that's hard to forget um and then i can't even remember the second moment and they kind of got in a little like they're you know they're in their 60s so they get in this little like we've been married for 35 years 40 years like little back and forth and he's like yeah yeah, you're right. And she was like, wait, <laughs> write that down. And I was like, that's the second time in the last half hour that he said that you were right. See, and, and she that's, was like, what? And and when I go through and edit something like this, I note places like that that make for kind of humorous interludes because it, it gets really dry. Even, even 90 seconds of people just talking can get really dry. So if there's something I can do to break that up, like... You know, on this last one, there was a couple long sections, but I put music underneath them. Mm, which Elise gives... noticed. Was that well, not hilarious? It was really funny. I like the music. Elise Dad. complimented you on your music She choice. sat here like this with her head in her hands yesterday while I was editing going, is that Bangladesh? Wow. And then I go through and pick. She's like, I like that music. That's pretty music. I like that music Oh, she lot. was keying in on the music yesterday, too. Oh. Okay. Uh, you know, so you can find, you can break stuff up because part of it's like cueing the listener that something is going to happen. And so it keeps them a little bit more engaged, but, um, well, I thought you did a great, great job, but I was I'm really happy with it. I'm shocked. It, it came was... out like it did. Like I was, it was great. we started out, you guys, we started out with only, we went into this with the only plan of having five. We wanted no more than five minutes. And we, I knew it was going to be people <laughs> talking. That's all it was going to be. No footage, Nothing. Just like, the no, iPhone just, footage. Just the iPhone footage. In their living fade rooms. in. They start talking. Fade out. You're done. Um, but in this case, uh, I think it was Kirby when we interviewed him said, "Hey, I got some videos. You want me to send you some videos?" I'm like, "Yeah, send me some videos. Let's see what I can do with them." Oh, they were a gold mine. All of a sudden, this whole thing just started taking. Just I started editing. Like I got the interviews kind of where I wanted them content wise. And then all of a sudden, all these little like, Oh, he talks about this and there was footage over here. So I throw that in and then that becomes like its own little breakdown section of like this little just moment of time there on camera that you can see camaraderie. You can see dynamic. You can just see like different things. And then, so I had these little moments that came through and that was what really kind of inspired me. I'm like, Oh, this is going to be, Oh, this is great. And then here, I need to move from this element and I need to they're gonna start talking again. It gets really boring, so I should probably find a good music track. And the moment like he starts talking about the primary pastor we work with over there, the music gets like really it's just it's the right cut. Like it just felt good. And it the story he read was good, but then it became way more powerful with the music behind it, because music has that power. Yeah, it did. Um, um so I feel like even though it was literally twice as long as I had initially thought yeah. the fact that our kids sat and watched it straight through with me for all 10 minutes and we're not like well someone was like stop breathing in my neck but other than that we're asking lots of questions sometimes about what they saw yeah which is totally fair I recognize but, her yeah but I'm hoping that that means that other kids in our church will be engaged for 10 minutes if their parents 
bother to sit down with them. But also, I had this thought as I was contemplating asking you this question to kick us off, um, was um, even just like how you're talking about editing. I right don't now. know. I don't know what we don't plan our shows. No, so if you you're don't. new to the show, we don't plan these things. We um, just sit down and start. But but I feel like the way you were like getting super animated and excited and into what you were doing was sort of the Eric Liddell. Like, when I run, I feel God's pleasure. Like, when I edit videos, I feel God's pleasure. Um, and then when the tech uh, crashes, I feel the fall. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Hands down. I mean, I wouldn't say it's just when editing videos because I get the same... I get that same high um, when, you know, when I'm... You know, I've started I've started diving back into writing music recently and scratching an, uh, an electronic music itch that I've had for a while. And I get that feeling when I, I, the same thing when I write music and it's the same thing with the TV show, like working out all of a sudden it's like things fall into place with these characters. You're like, Oh my gosh, this is amazing. Um, and that's really cool. Like that, that I, I live for that stuff. Like that stuff makes me so happy is when like, you just see all these little elements come together and all of a sudden you're left with this, you know, you've got one little sound over here and you're like, what do I do with that sound? Can I, can I, make it into a you know an arpeggio can i make it into a pattern can i can i add an, an element to it can i build on it can i take away from it and all when you add the sound with these other sounds and it's something totally different it's like you add the you take the interviews but then add these other elements of music and all this footage and all of a sudden what you have is because greater than the whole the tv show is the same way you know you have you have the story of history but then you bring the imaginative creativity and go what does human character say in these situations and all of a sudden you've got storylines and characters and you're like, whoa, you're diving into how people think and how they process. Like if I put this character in this situation, how are they going to respond to that? Given like who they, who they kind of are. And sometimes like the characters take on, they take on their own, like you don't, even with just the one script I did for the TV show, it's like some of these characters wrote themselves. It's like, well, this is how she would respond in this situation. This is who she is. And it's just like, wow, how does this stuff come to It's so cool. I love the creative world. It's so much fun. Well, I have more time to do it. <laughs> well, here you're doing it for yes. Well, in the podcast too, it's fun. Well, yeah, that's, that's true. But you're not like if I put her in this situation, how will she respond? <laughs> <laughs> Unless I'm determining, I'm about to make a really bad decision right now. How is she going to respond? Hmm. Don't make bad decisions knowingly, please. I try please. not to. Do you feel God's pleasure when you have a working sprinkler system? Um, <laughs> I'm teasing. Okay. Cause I actually don't know that I would have an answer for that. Not, <laughs> I, I am grateful and I'm thankful that I have a working, but I don't necessarily find pleasure in a working sprinkler system. I find pleasure in a green lawn, but not necessarily it looks really good a, right now. a working After sprinkler system. After you mowed it system. and it looked more uniform. It looks really uh, good right now. Yeah. No, it doesn't. Working on my... Um, working on my yard brings me, does bring me a sense of pleasure, um, in kind of a ethereal sort of way. Like it's just kind of out there. It's slightly tangible, but not, not like really intimate. It's kind of like this, this brings me pleasure. Um, but it's, if I don't have to spend my days doing this every day, I'll be okay. Type of pleasure. Mm -hmm. Like I'm happy to do it. It does give me a sense, like even with the house, you know, planting trees, developing land, building gardens, um, 
landscape, you know, things like that, um, that does, I get, it, it makes it feel like I have more ownership over it. It makes it feel more like mine. Like the more I put into it, the harder it is going to be to eventually sell, but maybe not. I don't know. Um, but it doesn't bring me, it doesn't bring me, I don't feel like I wouldn't, I wouldn't describe those two feelings as even remotely the same as if I'm, you know, sitting behind that piece of music or working on a story or, you know, editing one of these documentaries. If that I answers see. your question. It does, even though it wasn't actually, it was more of a rhetorical, supposed to be funny question. Oh, you know me. So when Molly and I first got married, everybody kind of, well, even when we were first dating, everybody got us confused. They always thought Molly was the super intense, really deep one uh, in the relationship. And I was the yuckster that didn't take anything seriously. Well, they're actually completely wrong. <laughs> we, we started dating and hanging out, realizing that people's perceptions of us, the reality was we were polar opposite. They were 180 degrees of people's perceptions. She was the yuckster that would find a joke in about everything and humor in all the random facets of life that was just hilarious. And I am, I take everything right down to the deep. I take a deep dive into everything. It's very, it's very um, sad, but a little insight into our marriage. So Molly, you want to tell them the good news? The good news. Yeah. We teased it last week because I said, well, we'll know more tomorrow. Oh, we're getting a camper. Yeah. And the fulfillment, beginning of the fulfillment of our Airstream dreams, JR has his dad out in California, works for a cousin who has an, who is a, buy a developer, real estate developer, buys lots or buildings that need to be renovated and renovates them. And he has a lot with two campers old campers that what we what we've been looking for is a vintage airstream that would fit a family of six that we could gut and work from the ground up and we've had pinterest boards and whatnot going for two years figuring <laughs> you know tracking budget you know families of six there's a couple families of six that live full-time out of campers or rvs and so we've been we don't have any ambitions to live full-time. oh it won't be full-time no. it will be no more than a month at a time which no. still might push the boundaries of my sanity um but um but so so jr's dad did some checking and they are not airstreams they are spartans which was a company that made planes that ventured into the camper world and in the 50s sold out to airstream and they look Late 50s they look a little bit like airstreams and that they're aluminum shell um but they're more boxy um still rounded edges it kind of looks like a a slanted train car though it's kind of cool and initially the cousin told jr's dad that they were 45 footers (laughs) and i was like which which is uh, longer than the entire length of our house (laughs) and we live in a big house it was so big it was hard to imagine even getting it into a parking lot. Turns out they're 35 footers from tongue to end. And JR's dad approached his cousin and said, you know, if you're looking to unload these so we can develop the lot, um, I know somebody who might be interested in it. And um, his cousin asked who, and he said, well, 
uh, my son for one. They've been looking to do something just like this for a while. And then, I don't know, maybe my wife and I would be interested in the other one. And he said, well, you just scored. You guys can have them. And so we now have on an empty lot in California a 35-foot camper that needs to be completely gutted. I think it's a 1954. It's hard to say. It's either a 54. It's called a Spartan Manor. No, Royal Mansion. Royal Mansion. They do make make the manor. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. They make the Royal Mansion, the Imperial Mansion. Like, who names a trailer a Royal Mansion? Oh, also, I saw on Facebook Marketplace (laughs) while I was waiting for the kids to fall asleep tonight. There is a, like, a 1948... Buick something or something. We should get that to pull the... Right? I actually thought of that <laughs> for $1,200, but it has no engine. <laughs> wow. Well, you can put a crate motor in there. For anyway, it's it's nothing. in terrible shape. That's why it's $1,200. But um, there's also a sweetheart delivery van. And I made sure that it wasn't all the same person, unless it's all scams. All for between twelve and $1,800, motorless, of a vintage fire truck... What? A for like eighteen hundred dollars. Jeez. A vintage sweetheart bakery van that has no motor, and then this whatever it was, like Buick or something, like nineteen forty eight with no motor. But anyway, yeah, I saw it and was like, because we've been talking, like these things are huge, and whenever people find out that you're getting this giant thing, they're like, well, how heavy is it? Oh, you is need your to buy like a semi. Is your truck going to be able to haul it? You know, it's and like, you're like, what? no, the load capacity of my F one fifty can actually haul this. Um, and they're not that heavy. But here's the funny part is at the time, these were all pulled with cars. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, yeah. I mean, they didn't have big, heavy trucks owned by the average person. So people would cruise down the road in their 1948 Studebaker or whatever, pulling a 35-foot royal mansion. Heck yes. <laughs> so anyway, so JR and Titus, um, in a couple of weeks, will be going to Wyoming for... A visit to my 96-year-old grandma. With you guys, though. With us. We're all going to go down with my parents. Um, And then you and Titus will go on from there in camp so as not to be staying in hotels and eating at restaurants and stuff um, all the way to California. And the girls and I will ride home with my parents and the girls will already i know be weeping and gnashing their teeth because they hate being left behind and oh kids so how do we this is i mean tonight's little episode in judo your judo time with the kids kind of raised to me like it's really hard to raise your kids in a way that's fair but not the same like, we're treating our kids fairly, but we can't treat them the same because they're very different people. You know, like, what, is there a compensation? Like, yeah, it's kind of not fair that Titus gets to take this big road trip with you and, or that Titus and Lily get to go on a biking overnight with you this weekend and Elise is stuck at home with me and I am 100% willing to admit that I am not as exciting and staying home is not as exciting. So it's like two strikes. Um, you know, and part of it is they're older, they're more capable, your time will come. But when they're so, all clustered in the same, you know, they play together, they all have the same expectations. Um, it's really hard in terms of just what they get to do, but then it's a totally different thing in terms of what they're capable of doing and what 
what we how we treat them in that. Yeah, I have no idea. So tonight in judo, I was having the kids warm up, and normally they all kind of do everything at once at the same time. So we'll do, you know, gorilla stomps, uh, you know, which are squat power squats with an explosion at the end, you know, plyometric stuff. And we'll do all like, okay, one, and they'll all do it together. Two, they'll all do it together. Three, they'll all do it together. Uh, we'll do break falls. They'll all do them together. Okay, now everybody do break falls. So they'll go in a circle and do them in a series. Well, tonight for whatever reason I thought it might be a little bit smoother if the kids did you know okay everyone do 25 whatever at your own pace well Lily was trying to keep up with Tito and she wasn't able to keep up with him and that just like your world crashed <laughs> and I tried to tell her I was like look I, I'm gonna be honest you're better at judo than Tito is but I said he's 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 a, a male he's a boy uh, which there's some there's in today's culture I'm going to be a little bit uh, out there and say it's you know there's some differences there biologically there's some differences there plus he's two years older than you so there's going to be some things he's just bigger and better and more able to do but I don't know I mean I can tell the kids that all day long there's always going to be somebody out there that's better at what you want to do or better at you than everything else that you do there's always going to be somebody better um, is it's always good to you know try to be the best there's nothing wrong with that but um you can tell them all you want but it's uh, when does it set in how does it how does it you know how do we tell tito that being a prideful little snot is not going to get him anywhere in the world yeah especially when well i mean for this it's ironic that lily was so upset at this and she yeah I, that's the same thing i told her is i just snuggled her for a minute because you summoned me to comfort her, which also was ironic. Cause I was like, hoping you could have more of one of your cane box conversations with her, but yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, I kind of had that conversation, but I thought it was ironic because usually when she's like so upset yes. that she's irrational, I'm like, I can't do this. It's her job. Right. And you were like, can you come deal with your distraught daughter? Well, I'm also trying to teach judo to other kids. I know. And so throw I channeled my best you be and just cuddled with her. No, the toddler was down with me. Was she down with you at that yeah. time? Okay. Um, but, um, Anyway, I channeled my best you and I just cuddled for a minute and I reminded her that Titus was bigger and stronger. And I did ask her, I was like, do you, do you feel like you're loved less if you're not as good as he is? And she said, no. Right. And I said, do you feel bad inside? Like it hurts you, AKA pride, but I didn't say that. I would never have asked that question. Just. So that's a good one. Just that he's better than you and she said yes so it was just you know so then there's the ccef book about the rabbit with his ears that are too long mm -hmm. and of course he's going to beat the the hedgehog and the tortoise in a race and that's what he's racing against in this book like of course he's going to beat him but then he gets prideful and he looks backward and his big ears cover his face and he falls and you know in real life a rabbit still could have hopped up and beat them but in this book he then loses the race um I was like, do you want to read Buster's ears trip him up? And she was like, no. And I was like, because that's kind of what's going on here. But then they go outside in the yard after you finish. And she can almost, she can most of the time beat him in a foot race. Yeah, she kept Especially asking four or five times tonight. She's like, hey, Tito, want to race? Hey, you want to race? And he's like, no. Yeah, I couldn't tell. Well, so they did race. They did race a couple of times. And I think he's got more endurance than she does. So if they race time after time, he beats her more and more. But they're a boy and a girl, and they're oh, two years. Fast. They're two years apart, twenty-two months anyway, and he's a good 
four or five inches taller than she is. He's twenty pounds heavier, and she is as fast. But don't as he you? Is. But don't They're you remember her when she was like two and three? She was still spanking Tito. She was a fast kid at the even really little. I, she I was super fast. I, I was just traumatized yeah, she was by super how fast emotional she and was hard she was when she was little. <laughs> That's because she wasn't eating enough or something. No, she was an emotional wreck. But I don't know how to. I don't like. I was actually a Paul Trip. Um, a Paul Trip thing came through my Instagram feed, or maybe it was too busy to flush his Instagram feed, and I was like, I feel like I need to watch that again. The parenting thing? Yeah. Do we even own thing. that anymore? I don't know. I think Mike and Eileen still have it, though. I feel like we all bought one. Shout out to our logo designer. Um, yeah. No, I was thinking about having the next sex talk or whatever with Tito on the camping trip. Yeah, you should. To make it. He's going to be a terror. This is the problem. So this is, this is kind of a, a... So guys are always like, hey, son, let's go out and do something manly. But it's never like just... The hangout time. Manly. It's like, okay, we got to have this big conversation now. No, no, it's you know, not. Whatever, you know, at least, well, maybe that was, uh, yeah, I don't know. I feel like that's what I'm doing with Tito, though. You're going to be on the road for at least six days with him. Yes. Like, this isn't just like, hey, Titus, let's, have you ever heard the word pornography? You know, like, <laughs> that would literally be 15 minutes like, uh... of 70 hours of driving. <laughs> okay, you're right. <laughs> I don't think he's going to come away with, like, all my dad wanted to do was lecture me. About sex. Yeah. Porn and women. The... Uh, yeah. You know, I do, though, going back to that, like, um, I do want to have those talks with them before puberty hits because, um, because with all of the raging hormones, I feel like introducing the idea of safe pictures is going to like be more scintillating where now oh, it's just like i'm gonna like this yeah do i tell yeah. some i, I need no, to go you're not gonna like... tell him you're gonna tell him you could be you, you know you'll find it interesting and intriguing but it's you know i mean the, the good pictures bad pictures book has all sorts of good like analogies and stuff yeah, so you I'll should review that me. but um but you know i mean at this point his physiological and psychological reaction to right. seeing it's going to be different would than... be different and i feel like to establish like like having these behaviors on the internet is not safe in his just like that's the framework in which he works before you've got all the confusion and the ragingness of the hormones because that's i don't no, know that makes a lot of sense i don't know if you remember the um the birds and the bees talk that we um series that we went through at church which was supposed to be like this whole parenting class that was literally the week that we ended the sex part of the parenting class covid came out covid came out so the entire time was just that um but they say in the like having the penis vagina conversation with your kids like when you start introducing that when you're when they're young it's purely scientific information and um we have all these hang-ups, but they don't have hang-ups because they're just interested in, you know, how does how does a seed grow? How does, mm-hmm. you know, where does a baby come from? How does the baby come out? You know, and it's interesting and weird, like, at least every now and then. She knows about the uterus. Like, babies don't just grow in bellies. <laughs> they grow in your uterus, and they come out your you, vagina. All you had to do is start with at least every now and then, and it's can go I know, anywhere. But, but every now and then, she will say the funniest things, like... 
she asked me not too long ago. Mom, if you're about to have a baby and you go poop. I was in the car when she asked this. What if the baby just comes out, you know? And it's like, (laughs) I mean, I, oh yeah. And then I was like, I mean, you do use some of the same muscles, and so you do poop often when and you're pushing a baby And then at that point, all out. of the girls in the back started giggling and laughing and going, ew. It, it is ew, right? I'm glad yeah. that I'm out of it enough that I'm not ew myself during all of those processes. Yeah. Um, but, um, you know, I mean, for her, like, like, the poop part is super funny. And, you know, the fact that, you know, we're talking about our privates to her is funny. Um, because she's just always been more of a potty humor kid. Um, but I would rather establish that to her before. So that's the birds and the bees gals point is like have these conversations before they're super embarrassing and sexually charged for your kids, like the baggage that you have for them. And at least you've laid that foundation. So anyway, I think that having a couple of those conversations could be good for Titus. Well, no, I agree. We had a good this time a good talking trick. about, trip. you know, talking about the first, the Chicago trip, talking about swear words. And I've never had a swearing problem with him, you know, um, which has been kind of nice. But he's also an older brother, so I have no idea. Although, what did he said something the other day that I thought was kind of funny? I didn't say anything about it. He used a swear word in the appropriate context, at the appropriate time. Everything was, like, fine with it. And it was a mild one. It was like... Like crap or something? Yeah, yeah, it was like the S word or something like that. And it just, it felt totally appropriate. So I didn't even say anything. That's <laughs> I funny. I was upstairs putting Faith to bed. Just don't do that around your friends. I you? was upstairs putting Faith to bed tonight and you said several things had shipped. And you said they had shipped multiple shipped. times. Yep. And for some reason, I thought you were saying S-H-I-T really loudly multiple times. <laughs> while you're like getting ready to pray with the other kids uh... downstairs. And I was like, what? And then I was there walking down the stairs and heard shipped for like the fourth time in a row. And I was like, oh, something shipped. Yeah. You know what shipped you guys? So I posted on Instagram that we got our too busy to flush stickers, um, which are really cool. But the mugs, the hat, the one hat I, I have ordered to come in, the trucker uh, should be here early next week. But the mugs got finished and shipped. So we're going to be able to look at that. And the garment order is in process. It's processing right now. So I think they're actually working on the printing of the garment order. Their orders have been wildly slow, but they said that was going to be the case with COVID-19. So I have no idea when we launch the store how long the wait is going to be for you guys. But I'm going to guarantee you it's going to be worth it. Because these things, the mugs, the coffee mugs are especially really cool. You should order just a box um, and have them around the house and give them away to friends. It's pretty cool. Uh, so that's Because everybody exciting. needs I more even, coffee mugs. I haven't even actually... I haven't even actually used one of the stickers yet. I know the kids took a bunch and ran off and they got the approval from the kids. I said, how was the quality? Cause the kids, you know, kids know stickers, you know, when they're, 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 they stickers. And so we've got these lockers in the garage that, um, we got from Molly's, yeah, from Molly's dad that were at the office and they were renovating. So we got them in the garage and all the kids have their own locker and they put their stickers on the locker. So they know stickers. They know good stickers, I think, when they see them. But maybe they don't. I don't know. They seem like the, nice stickers. I the challenge of a good sticker is will it last on a hydro flask? Not on a locker, but will it last on a hydro, hydro flask? flask? My my challenge is will... I need to put one on my truck. Will the sticker last on the truck window? 
but given that I only wash my truck so far, I've not washed my truck since the beginning of hunting season last year, which was October, November, early November. So I haven't oh, washed my truck. My car too. I haven't washed my truck in, since early November. I don't think I've washed your car since before ski season. Because when you go skiing every week, it's, it's pointless. Don't bother washing a car. We haven't gone skiing since before your knee right. surgery. <laughs> right. But I'm also lazy and I've got to take it to the to the car wash and I just haven't, just haven't bothered. Just like I, I need to. Maybe I'll do that this week. I'll do that tomorrow for you. Can before they, I get oh, new tires. I was going to say the new tires people, they don't, it's not like Ford where they wash your vehicle for you. No, and Ford won't even wash mine unless I ask them and then they don't even do a very good job. So it's like whatever, I'm not going to bother with it. Uh, yeah, so we're getting new tires on the uh, on the car. What do we do with our stimulus payment, Molly? Um, we paid for the logo design, right? Yes, we paid for the logo design, but we also bought a rooftop tent for the truck. Because mm. um, we got a big stimulus payment because we have a hundred kids. Yeah, so we decided. So this is kind of how this is kind of how it worked. We decided that it might be a better idea to get a smaller airstream and get a rooftop tent. We talked about this briefly, I think on the last show and we really liked that idea because then I could pull the trailer into the garage, didn't have to build anything additional, protect it from the hail and all the, all the stuff, uh, sun, etc. Um, and we're like, well, that'd be a really good idea. Cause then, you know, the kids can stay in the tent and we, you know, we're, we're planning two seasons here. So we decide we're going to do this. I was like, all right, I'm not going to look for any more 31 foot airstreams. I'm going to look for 22s and 24s. And then all of a sudden, you know, this one lands in our lap. Um, but we still decided that having the rooftop tent would be a pretty good idea. Because we started thinking of all the ways you would use it. All the ways you wouldn't we would. use a camper. And also the camper, right. our kids are going to struggle with this so much for the first year. Like until they get used to it, just sitting there not being used because this is such a long term mm-hmm. thing for us where the rooftop tent we can use, you know, right away. a lot. Yeah. Um, here's a question. Are you going to leave it? Is it easy to put on and off of your truck? It weighs 187 pounds. So no, it's not easy to put okay. on and off my but, truck. But you, you can't pull into your garage with it on. I think I can, actually. You can't. You're not going to leave it on all summer, though, right? Oh, I'll leave it on all summer. Summer's, like, when you, summer's when you're going to use it. You know, but it seems like kind of a weird... Like, it would be kind of hard on, on it to just Have you it. seen all the Overland guys? Mike Kreider hasn't taken his off since he bought his truck. I don't even think he uses his. He just has it up there for looks. I'm sure he uses it. No. Um, this is this is a way this is a way these things roll. You keep it on there. One, because it looks cool. Two, because it uses it all the time. Three, because it's really stinking this heavy. This is a lifetime investment. Yeah. I don't want it to be battered by the they're elements. Designed, they're designed to stay on the roof. Okay. But not in all winter. Surely you'll sure. take it off. Yeah, no. a lot of these are four seasons. This is a four-season oh. tent. Not for us. You're never going to use it in the winter. Camp in Red Lodge's parking lot? No, but are you going to help me take it off? Sure. <laughs> On a ladder. <laughs> um, With a friend. <laughs> okay, so I will make pizza if you can recruit a friend. Uh, I just poked myself on something on your desk. Um, this is a really old hotel door, babe. I know I that, no and there's a splinter sticking out of it. Um, I should bring um, that. You I mentioned hail. Oh, it's hail season, you guys. We're going to have a rough summer. Um, It was, we had, what size of hail was it today? 
peas. It, no, it wasn't even peas. Like, what's smaller than peas? Like, I mean, it was like corn snow almost. It was so small. It was peas. No, it wasn't. Yeah, it was. It was like soybeans. I was out there getting hit with it. It's peas. Peas was, are really small. No, it was smaller yeah, than peas. Yeah, green peas are really small. It was, it was smaller than peas. You were not outside It was like in pieces it. of rice for the most part. No, way bigger than pieces of rice. It was peas. So anyway, it was like 10 minutes <laughs> and we have a long ways to go before we're at, at Bill and Cheryl's level of, you're right, dear. Um, <laughs> <laughs> which reminds me, uh, you've heard my brother mimicking my parent, my grandparents, right? Because by the time we like were hit high school, my dad's parents had been around, had been married for a very long time. <clears throat> And it all had, for the most part, lived in the same part of the world and had this, like, very long history with all of their friends across the state of Wyoming. And so they would get in an argument about whether they went raspberry picking at the Bent's place outside of Sheridan in, like, 1971 or 1972. And they would go back and forth and back and forth. And finally, my grandma's name is Eileen. And her mother is from Ireland. And they... My grandpa would get so frustrated with her, he would go, Isles? And my brother, we just had a great... He, I didn't key in on that, but my brother did. And he pointed it out to me. And, I mean, they would... They just got worse and worse the older they got. I mean, they loved each other, and they're both incredible people. But, um, I mean, you almost kind of, like, started rooting... Like when they started arguing literally about, was it like 1973 or 1974? Like you just waited for the aisles in frustration. <laughs> oh, but anyway, what were we talking about? Pea size versus, not rice, like rice grain of wheat, bigger than a grain of wheat, soybean, a soybean. Uh, aren't soybeans bigger than a peas? A black bean, an uncooked, no, no, no. The no, soybeans, uncooked black beans are definitely bigger than peas. I don't know what kind... You're not eating Costco's frozen peas like I am all the time. Just, just a generic bag of frozen peas. Yeah. Get anyway. Away, anyway. Really corn? little hail. Frozen corn? Really... It's about the same size as a pea. Yeah. Really little hail that wasn't going to hurt anything. Right. We can agree on that. Okay. Um, <laughs> and our Lily... Well, first there was one oh. clap of thunder as the sky was starting to get dark. And both girls came tearing across the yard from the sand pile screaming in terror and then there was no more thunder or anything for like 20 minutes and then it started raining no more thunder started hailing what is going on how do we help now lily has become contagious to elise and they're both terrified of one clap of thunder like i've been kind of racking my brain like how do we get into the heart and assure them of their safety and, you know, rather than this being a life-dominating fear that she doesn't even play it cool when there are friends around. And I don't, thunder. I don't think, I don't think it's going to be a life-dominating fear. And I'm cynical you enough You mean long-term. Now. Yeah. Short-term, it's for sure a life-dominating fear. And I'm cynical enough now, after trying to say the same heart questions, heart-motivating things to my children, that... It's just, it's just going to click one day. We just have to keep telling them, right? And praying for them. Because it's all, like, 
Yeah. I'm almost over. Like, I can't fix anything. Like, I, I'll tell you the same thing I told you last time. The same thing I told you before that. The same time I told you before Which that. Which is kind of how it's, God is to his I was people just in the thinking, whole Bible. Yeah, I was just kind of thinking that same thing. No, I like when we go up to the cabin this summer and you know how the thunder is up there. And we're now going to have metal siding and a metal roof. Because we are in we are in the storm. The cloud the storm clouds are in around everything it underneath us. The cabin. It is I've never heard more deafening thunderclaps. <laughs> when we're and at if the you're cabin, in a big rainstorm, you feel the whole place shake. You can't hear each other talk. Oh man, it's gonna be. Uh, I mean, it, so not only does Lily, we already have, have a metal roof. The, I know. Now we're gonna have metal siding. Not only is Lily terrified of thunder, and I feel like it's gotten worse. Um, it's definitely worse than it was last year. I mean, like a little. This was such a little clap of thunder, the first one, and literally. Smaller than pea-sized hail. Nothing was going to get hurt. Um, and she's shaking in fear and crying and wailing. And Elise then is shaking in fear and crying. That night when we had the sustained 60 mile an hour winds, she crawled into my, our bed shaking and crying. Um, and that, she thinks that strong winds equal tornadoes. And she doesn't even know. I don't even know where her fear of tornadoes came from. It's not like... We hide in the basement all the time to get away from we did tornadoes. Once, we live I think in she Billings, was, Montana. She was a baby the first time we did. The only time we did. The only time we did. That was, I think that was Father's Day after she'd been Do we born. have any listeners down in Texas and Oklahoma? Can you guys tell us what you guys do for your kids and tornadoes? I know. How do you not make it a life-dominating fear? for? I mean, it's probably so normal for some of them because they've been doing it their whole lives. But anyway, um, yeah, I just, I don't know... I've been musing over how do we help her and she's it's not like she needs to have more be told to trust God more like she's the kid who reads the Bible every day on her own she's the kid who doodles like little trust God note cards and then she makes make uses them as her bookmarks and and she listens to Seed's family worship and Ellie Holcomb so much. She knows a ton of Bible verses about trusting God and not being afraid because God's taking care of you. Um, you know, I don't know. It's it, thinking about her I have no idea. psychology, like what, what makes her click and what's going to be a, like, how is this, how is this a seed of whatever might be a lifelong struggle for her? Like, you know, in terms of her personality that she, um, tends to, does she, is she going to always struggle with anxiety? She's going to be one of, one of like your friends that's terrified to go outside during COVID. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't have any, I don't have any, uh, uh, I have no idea. Um, I just need to talk to somebody smarter than us. Yeah. Yeah. So what, to close out the show, since we're getting close to that time. I want to talk about what I'm drinking right now. Oh, okay. First. Um, so in terms of new foods and stuff, um, we actually had some fun food adventures because you didn't know this, but I put bourbon in the frosting for Faith's birthday cake. I love bourbon. On Saturday, I just put like one tablespoon, like just enough to add a little bit of. the four roses? Uh, yes. It was the Mm. four roses. Small batch, you guys. Get the four roses small batch. For your, uh, for your just, if you want to sip the bourbon or um, if you want to sip the bourbon, 
definitely like the best bourbon. But if you want to go for just like a really good bourbon and not spend a fortune for cocktails and stuff, get the big bottle of Four Roses. It's just, it's a big, it's only just straight Four Roses. Okay, I'm done. Okay, anyway, so that so that was fun. And I also learned that um, if you want to keep stiffening up frosting to do decorations. Because mm-hmm. um, you crush that cake. It wasn't quite stiff enough, though. As we saw, because some of the flowers were It wilting. never is quite stiff enough, is it? Right. Um, <laughs> the, um, and I was using more, like, apparently professional decorators use shortening because it doesn't... Professional decorators? Decorators. It doesn't decorators melt like butter does. Hush. And, um, um, anyway, you can add cornstarch or arrowroot powder... Instead of more powdered sugar. So then you're not just getting this like sickeningly sweet. Mm-hmm. And it was still super sweet. The frosting. Yeah, that, the last several cakes you made have been really good. But you, I can't like stomach more than like a half a slice. A half a yeah, thin slice. It's, it's, it was super rich. I, the, the vanilla cakes that I make are sweeter than the chocolate cakes. Which is why I don't like your new tea right now. It's too sweet for it's me. It's too sweet. It doesn't have any sweetener in it. So anyway, it's just, it's just, I, just I, I one of the health blogs facebook people that i follow um recommended trying and i just googled how to say this rooibos or rooibos depending on you know whoever you are tea it's a south african red bush herbal tea that supposedly has tons of crazy good health benefits um but it's herbal so it's not caffeinated like green tea is caffeinated even though it's got a lot of good stuff in it for you too and I like this better than green tea. It's, for me, it's got a really light, fruity flavor. And then the one that I'm drinking right now has like vanilla and citrus added to it. And I think it would be really good as an iced tea, but I've been drinking it hot. I think the vanilla is what throws me off on it. Probably. Like I tried it, it was good, but it just is too sweet. Mm. And I like the chamomile really like tea that I like has vanilla added to it too. And mm. that makes it feel sweeter even though you're not adding sweetener to it necessarily anyway so i'm excited about my rooibos tea and i'm also this is really kind of weird but after we went out to dinner on tuesday night and you had zucchini on your as the side dish vegetable for your dinner and i had it for breakfast i'm really excited for zucchini in our garden because just like sauteing zucchini was a bit overcooked for me i actually i would cook it at a higher temperature so it would be that soft but it would be a little bit like zucchini actually kind of caramelizes a little bit if you mm. saute it in butter um everything caramelizes that's true maybe it's the butter Can we get leeks i really am desperate for some caramelized leeks you guys my favorite vegetable ever caramelized leeks oh to die for um quickly followed up by cabbage oh i love your cabbage recipe mm, so the cabbage recipe is i cut it into wedges I butter both sides and then I cook it at like 400 degrees until it actually kind of starts to caramelize Mm. and you flip it. So like both sides get browned and then you salt and pepper it and then pour some cream or half and half over it Mm. and make sure that the cream and half and half is down like at the bottom of the dish. And then it kind of like melt the cabbage kind of melts into it. And um, yeah. Oh, it's really good. It's good. You and I ate half of a head of cabbage. <laughs> the kids were like, I don't want to have my cabbage. That's fine. That's fine. Don't eat you any cabbage. You have to cabbage. try a bite, but I hope you we'll don't like you it this time. a flake. I'm going to give you a half a bite. Lily ended up liking it. Oh, shoot. Um, 
But I mean, I can. Cabbage is cheap. Cabbage is a great. For now. Uh, cabbage is always going to be cheap. No, no. That's you don't know true. the new world we're going yeah, into now. Yeah, that's true. You never know. So you asked me at the beginning of the show, kind of like what I'm, you know, for that what I do to feel God's pleasure. What do you do where you really feel God's pleasure in that Eric Liddell fashion? <laughs> um, it's kind of a weird question to ask a full time mom who doesn't have a lot of time for. Mm-hmm. That's exactly why I'm stuff. asking it, because is this a gap in your life that we need to rectify or, you know, or I don't know. Um, this is your life right now. So where it is, is my it? life right now. Um, I don't know that I have the like f- running free through a field, free feeling God's pleasure, feeling with a whole lot in my life. But I get great satisfaction out of like really nailing a day of school for the kids where they're interested Mm. in stuff. Like today was a great day of school. We watched a couple of videos and the kids thought they were interesting and they both did really well in their math. And, um, like if every day of homeschooling were like today, I would love homeschooling (laughs) and I do for the most part, but you know, it's not every day that both kids are, that are in school. Well, and I guess another benefit was the other two were not overtly horrible. I don't think Faith did anything this morning. Oh, she dumped out three puzzles at once in the schoolroom that I had to unmix and fix. Um, but other than that, she wasn't like, she didn't ruin anything. But anyway, so, so a good day of school, of course I love cooking and feeding a crowd in a really satisfactory way. Or having something come out, like like the cake that I did for Faith. Like, that was very satisfying, you know, to try something that's a little bit... Uh, I mean, not a little bit. It was a lot of a stretch for me. I've never done anything like quite like that before. Um, and to be like, oh, give this a shot. And then be like, wow, that turned out great. Um, was pretty exciting. Uh, I'm really looking forward forward to getting our garden planted. Like I'm itching to get it planted. Um, and I feel like harvesting and then using the, just feeling more like self-sufficient in that way and, um, you know, frugal and, you know, like very Laura Ingalls Wilder to be like, we're, you know, not buying vegetables for the entire summer because we're, I almost have Molly talked into a herd of chickens. (laughs) Almost. Except you just spent all of our money, not on a chicken coop, but on a rooftop tent. And you probably don't want the chickens to live in the rooftop tent. I still would not have spent that kind of money on a chicken coop. I'm really struggling with the price of chicken coops these days. It's crazy. Just speaking of prices of things. So I've made two trips to Goodwill in the last couple days and like really nailed some stuff. Like... Lily a pair of almost new condition keen sandals for her next size up for 99 cents super happy and then I got her a pair of Nikes in her two sizes from now in her which will be like this fall because she's going to be a giant kid um anyway for a dollar 99 and again like perfect condition um an LL bean backpack for Titus for 5.99 so like pretty excited about the stuff I bought there that was cruising Facebook marketplace and, I mean, people are asking, like, $30 for used condition. Not, like, 
never been worn. I ordered the wrong size sort of thing, but used condition, like kid shoes. And I don't I mean, there were a couple of things on there. I was besides the cars that were like, you know, a 1948 car with no motor. Um, but a couple of other things I was like, man, I don't feel like you understand how the secondhand market works. Um, or like the one that gets me is garbage bags of clothes that they're selling for $40. Like, like name brand children's clothes, size 40, $60 for the bag. Like nobody wants that. You gotta be able to see what you're buying. Right. Anyway, kind of baffles me. Um, but when I've been enjoying getting good deals and feeling like I'm, I'm scoring in that regard lately. I would like to do more writing and whatnot. Like I've had things where we all want to do more writing. I know I've had more. I've I've had this thought bouncing around in my head about Mother's Day, since before Mother's Day, and I never managed to get it on paper. Well, part of the problem is we started out with like I'm gonna go take the kids for an afternoon or whatever, and then all hell broke loose. I could do that again. I can go by myself and sit socially distanced at. You could now. A place now. Just you are free to do that. By the way, my mom scheduled a massage for me as a gift from her for next Thursday. So you're in charge of the kids next Thursday afternoon. Awesome. I don't think I have anything going on next Thursday afternoon. Now you don't. Uh. Yeah. What day did I say we're getting tires? Tuesday. I think you said Tuesday yeah, morning. No, I don't have anything going on Thursday. Okay. Do you um, with the kids on Thursday? Sometimes? I. Depending on what your schedule looks like, as long as we're all loaded up in the car, I might want to do like a trip out to the pictograph caves on Tuesday. Wow, field trip. Yeah. Huh. My the first time some of our kids have left our neighborhood. Except your dad and I were gonna do the trenching on Tuesday. Oh no. yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll do it some other time. Huh. Yeah. I we we're studying Australia now for school. You guys we've lived in Montana. Molly's lived in Billings her entire life. We've our oldest is nine and the first time we got them to Yellowstone was last fall. Last fall. And we only live like Have two you and a half ever hours been to the Pictograph Caves? Yellowstone. No. No, I I, I wouldn't mind driving school. I wouldn't mind driving because a lot of my friends like to like to do that ride. They like to bike out to the Pictographs caves because I guess yeah. there's some good climbs and stuff. Uh, I don't know. Um, but apparently there are some Aborigine um, engravings or paintings still on big like the big rock, the big red rock in the Australian outback that's famous. Uh-huh. And I was like, we actually have something kind of like that on the edge of Billings. Yeah, we should do we a field some trip. Cool stuff. Pompeii's Pillar, I guess, is supposed to be pretty cool. I've know. been there. I took kids that I babysat for a summer out there. Yeah. I, I, you know, there's friends that talk about all the places they camp. And the, what's the, down towards Nye, where everybody camps, like hikes up to Mystic Lake or whatever. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I've never been down West that West Rosebud. Area. Never been down there. Ever. The, the hike. As much as I'm outside, never been yeah, down there. Yeah, we should. I think if you, if we could get like a legit kid carrying backpack, not the Ergo. We, our other kids could totally do that this summer. We should do it. It'd be fun. Yeah. We could camp overnight <clears throat> in our new tent. In our new tent. Yeah, we're going to borrow that kid carrier, though. I'm not going to buy one. They're Remember actually, the time we got one for uh, our wedding and we got rid of it? Not for our wedding. For a baby shower. And we never used we it. We never used it. Because we didn't hike. Um, yeah, I actually gave it to your brother. You guys, we're not hikers. We're not hikers. We're not hikers we could all. probably find one to borrow. But you can also... I happen to know there's a lot of them on... Facebook Marketplace for less than a hundred dollars right now. I'm not. I'm not buying one. We'll use it once. Um, 
I, it's so funny to me because you know I'm, I'm coming up on the midway point in my knee surgery recovery and everybody assumes I'm a runner. You're all like, yeah, so we'll have a conversation about running. I don't, I've told you this four or five times. I do not run. Ask them. Well, like, oh, not, that, they don't have to remember you. Then, you know. But um, let, I think we're devolving into uninteresting conversation for everyone else. But ask them about hiking versus running. Not that you hike either, but. Oh, hiking will be fine. Okay. Um, I'm going to hike anyway. I don't really care. Are you going to wear your brace to hike? I'm going to wear my new functional brace that they're going to fit me for next week. Hmm. Another nine hundred dollar brace. Well, actually, the other one was two ninety five. Finally paid that bill. They kept calling me. And that was the discounted. That was the discounted. Price. That price. Was the discounted price. Oh, okay, all right, cool. Yeah, so we're delving into boring territory. Um, follow us on Instagram. Too busy to flush. You can. Our website is too busy to flush dot com. We try. Hence, we all want to write more. Um, we try to blog, but we don't. Um, I'm sorry about that. Uh, we'll try to get on. We'll try to fix that, remedy that. Uh, TB2F.com, please share us with your friends. Write a review. Reviews and shares, especially on Apple iTunes, is huge in the podcasting world. Um, hope in the next month to have our new store online. It's all ready to go. Just waiting to QC the final product. See and then you good. can buy some mugs and drink some mm-hmm. Roybas tea from Roy-Bas them. Tea. Or just straight bourbon whiskey out of them. Like, that's what I might do. I might just drink whiskey out of my Too Busy to Flush mug. They've got all sorts of cool things, you guys, that we can put our logo on. But I don't want to go overboard with it. Uh, so, yeah, TooBusyToFlush.com. Follow us, like us, share us with your friends. And um, we really appreciate the shares to grow the show. So if there's an episode you loved... If there's something in an episode you liked, you know, it, it it's amazing when you guys jump online and um, makes us feel super special. Like, oh man, like we enjoy doing the show, but when somebody else appreciates what we do too, as, as we all do when we're appreciated, um, it makes us feel great. But yeah, if there's something you loved, share it. Let, let others know that maybe they can benefit as well and be entertained and thereabouts. Anyway, I think I'm going to go to bed now because it's 10 o'clock at night. Why do we do these shows so late at night? It's almost 11 o'clock. Because that's the only time we can do it without being in a room. It is. It's crazy. Craziness. All right, guys. Have another great weekend and another great week. We'll see you soon.